everyone and welcome to kind of a special edition of the Asbury V Show. I had some premier martial arts school owners come into town for the past couple days and we uh, had a few of them left over after the training. They came in just for a special business training, just some extra focus work with me and Mr. Baker. So this group was uh, kind enough to stay a little bit later and they want to be part of the show. They had some really good questions at the end of the day and finally I was like, stop let's save some of these questions these are great questions and let's save them for my show so this the what is this nick 77 76 or 77 episode of our show all right so let's first do a quick uh introduction so why don't you guys just introduce yourself real quick tell everybody where you're from hi i'm david ortiz i'm from woodbridge virginia and i'm manager for our premier martial arts location there I'm Steve Arndt. I own the Premier uh, Martial Arts School in Woodbridge, Virginia. And I'm Gail Bloom. This is my husband, Dan. We are from um, Medford, Oregon, and we are opening up a new Premier Martial Arts there. Oregon, you guys came a long way. Yes. How's that flight? <laughs> it was miserable. It was yeah. miserable and brutal. <laughs> I should have had you bring me some extra presents from Oregon. I forgot all about you guys yeah, traveling. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, yes, all right. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Mr. Art, why don't you start with our first question? Okay, uh, when you're hiring a program director, what is what does the ideal candidate look like? Okay, so program director is really that marketing, and well, everybody in your business has to market some, but that's the guy that when you, for mar larger martial arts schools, that's the person, male or female, that uh, is really in charge of the marketing and the membership sales for new memberships and upgrade memberships. So to me, the most important characteristics of a program director is their professionalism, their time management, their attention to detail. That type of thing is far more important than how good a martial artist they are. You know, one of the best martial artists, one of the best program directors I ever had was a lady named Linda Davis. Maybe I shouldn't mention her name on on, on the air. But anyway, this lady was actually wasn't even a martial artist. I met her in my fitness kickboxing program years ago. She got laid off from a internet startup company. She had a great personality and she was she was fit enough. And I mean for program director, they're teaching beginning people their first martial arts lesson. So the amount of martial arts they have to know is very little. So to order to be able to teach an introductory lesson one, introductory lesson two for new students and then do maybe the upgrade conference or the placement evaluation is very simple to train. So um, it's more important because these people are in charge of a big aspect of our income. These are the people that are getting our down payments, our paid in fulls, our on new memberships and upgrade memberships. These people are the ones that's really selling our equipment packages. So it's that professionalism aspects, uh, communication aspects, friendly, outgoing, salesy, attention to detail, because they are going to keep some statistics for us far more important than their martial arts. So that's really what I'm looking for when I'm looking for a program director. Program director happens to be a great black belt that I can also blend in and help on the floor occasionally. That's a bonus, but it's not the most important thing. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Dave. So uh, I guess I have a two-part question. Yeah. Uh, first part of it is, how do you handle parents who want to quit? And then also, how do you handle students who 
just stop coming and no longer want to pay and have an issue with that. Okay, so you got a, a, a big two-parter there. First off, I like the way you say, how do you handle parents that want to quit? Because my belief is kids don't quit martial arts. Parents quit martial arts, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, very first thing you got to look at is if this is happening a lot, more than 5% of your student body per month, you got a problem on the classroom floor. You got an excitement problem, an energy problem. You got a problem that you're not reselling the benefits of martial arts. You know, things in our classroom, things that are part of our culture and built in, like student creed, you know, things are part of our culture is like the instructor being able to tie in our six qualities of a champion speed, power, focus, intensity, accuracy, and excellence. Tying that in with how they teach martial arts so that we're teaching children physical and mental benefits, but we're relating those mental benefits to the classroom at our school. We're relating it to their scholastic work and their public school system. And we're relating these things to make them a better student at home. Having the mat chats and holding them up and doing real good character development mat chats, all of that stuff hopefully is not being overlooked because first your classroom floor has to be tight. And then what we're doing is preventing those parents from quitting. I have another saying, you know, Parents quit activities, but they don't quit character development and education development for their kids, okay? So we like to think kids don't quit martial arts, parents quit martial arts, but if you realize parents will probably not, qu they'll quit an activity, but they won't quit character development for their kids as long as they're seeing the benefits. So it's called reselling the benefits. So always in your classes, every day, you guys should be reselling those benefits to the families. Now. Let's say we're only talking about that 5% of your student body per month. That may be, and even some of them were quitting for reasons out of anybody's control. They're moving or the child got their black belt and they're ready to do some other activities. No fault of their own. But let's say the parents are wanting to quit. You know, at that point, you got to go back. You need to pull out their first information sheet. Find out what were the main reasons they were looking for the benefits of their child training in martial arts. And you got to have a meeting with them and go back over those benefits that they're looking for. Have you guys met those benefits? Are you got, are you, if little Billy, they came for confidence, then sit down with the parents and ask, hey, do you feel like our program has helped his confidence? Re-emphasize those benefits and explain how it's only going to get better. Or maybe you, you feel like, you know, he, he isn't any more confident or he doesn't focus any more better or this child doesn't act any better for whatever reason, then understand maybe you've made a mistake. I don't say admit the mistake, but go in in that conference with the parent and sit down and explain how in the future we're going to take care of that and we're going to remedy that. We're going to make that happen, you know. Now, as far as if they're quit, there's nothing you can do about it. They quit and what you said was stop paying. Man, that's a tough one, and I'm not sure that I'm going to give everybody a good answer for that. I have never sued anybody in my entire life. Uh, I, I hate attorneys. Sorry, Steve. No love. I love you. I love you, but I hate the concept of attorneys. I'm just not worth a hassle. Right. Uh, that was too much to litigate. Sorry. Obviously, Mr. Arndt is an attorney also. Um, but... What are you going to do? You know, some owners turn them into collections. Some owners will take them to court for the money. Um, that's really up to you guys. Here's the problem. In the past, have we had policies where we at least turned them into a collections company and, and collected the money? The good news on that, nowadays in the economic climate, 
Nobody wants bad credit. So most people are going to pay their their obligations, financial obligations. Mm -hmm. And when you send them a collection company, they're going to pay it for sure. So you're probably going to get your money, but here's what you're also going to get. It's just a computer opening the computer away to destroy you on social media, Facebook, to destroy you on Google reviews, Yelp reviews. So is it really worth it to go after that 5% for debt that is going to cause you problems? You know, uh, that's what each owner has to decide for themselves. Our answer is no, we really don't want that bad that bad press, that bad, those bad reviews and things like that. But um, that again, that's a decision that each owner needs to make on what their philosophy is on that. You know, there is the concept that, hey, if they've left and, you know, if it, they were on bad terms, they're not going to say anything good about you anyway, so you might as well get your money, right? <laughs> so, but that's a tricky one. And I wish I could help you a little more detailed, but I don't want to say one thing like, yeah, at least turn, you know, and I believe we, we have a business those people made a commitment, a financial commitment. They need to keep it because we have to keep our financial commitments. We have bills. We have staff. We have payroll. They need to pay it, okay? I absolutely 100% believe that. And if I tell you that and then somebody writes you a bad review or sends you to you know complain to Better Business Bureau, then it's my fault. So that one you guys got to figure out what to do with the bad debt yourself, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Okay. Question. How about you? What you got for me? Online Igniter. Yes. Usefulness, results. Okay, Online Igniter, and what they're talking about is my Online Igniter program. I don't even remember how much we charge for it. I think it's like $39 a month or something like that. I think it's, what is the website? You remember, Nick? Uh, MA, I don't know. Look it up. Online Igniter website. Uh, MA Online Igniter or OnlineIgniter.com or who knows what it is, right? You can tell I'm all, I'm in, that's, that's really, I'm that all question. into that. <laughs> But what the Online Igniter program is and does is a support program for your social media, particularly Facebook and Instagram, because that's where moms are right now. So here's some reasons why you need to take the Online Igniter stuff that's included for you guys, serious and do it. You gotta have a social media, you gotta have a Facebook page, that's where moms are at, right? And what you, one thing you gotta understand is when people are looking at the newsfeed, if they don't engage with your post, right, So you do all of these things to try to get people to like and follow your business page. I don't even, it's not even about the current students. They're already, they're already members. You're wanting to develop new followers. So in order to develop followers, you got to put out good content in order to keep people seeing your post. So let's say I'm seeing your guys post. If I don't engage, which means if periodically when I see your post, if I'm not liking a picture, or I'm not commenting on a picture, or if I don't share your post, over a period of time, Facebook will go, oh, Barry's following these people, but he really don't care what they're doing, so we're going to limit what we see or keep him from seeing any of it, right? Because he doesn't care about it because he doesn't engage in it, and we're going to put stuff in front of him that he likes, like Kentucky basketball, right? Or whatever he likes and clicks on. (laughs) Premier martial arts logos. I'm always clicking everybody's, right? And engaging so I can see what everybody's doing. So the content that, one thing that Online Igniter does, the content we give you are memes, right? Or which are cool pictures that maybe someone identifies with that has a saying on it. Maybe they like the saying, identify with the picture. So they want to share it so other people think, well, 
that's who I am, I identify with that picture, or they're going to like it or comment on it, right? So that keeps them seeing your stuff. So it's we work so hard at getting more and more followers. Well, we want to keep those people seeing their post. So it's that, not only to get people into you, but to continue putting the ads out there so it's seen, so the ads keep getting out Right, there. you guys are a new school, you're gonna be having yeah. your new Facebook page. You can run a like campaign that, uh, that, that Facebook will help you get followers and likes. And then also the Online Igniter gives you content, links to content that people may find interesting, like fitness tips, or depending on the time of the year, you know, martial arts articles and, you know, just interesting things we research and give to you guys. And that's where people will see that. And a lot of times on the post content, there's a button up here that says like, and there's a like button down here. A lot of times they click the like button up the top. Now they become a follower by accident, right? Or they click the like button at the bottom, or they click and engage and share it. Maybe it was diet tips or fitness tips, or we do a lot of things about uh, kids and martial arts and things that help kids. And one mom shares it with the other. So instead of you guys researching all that, we provide it for you. Uh, That's nice. So, and then of course, the third part of it is what we do is we provide you ad content, ad text. Yeah, that's nice. Add pictures and all of that to help you with the That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. I've got a quick question. Uh, Going to the manager when you're because I'm looking. uh, 18 months, we're going to do our second S1X. Going to need a manager, obviously, to go into there. My idea of keeping it simple might not be that person's, and I've got to be able to ask you from Premier, what is the the idea of just keeping something simple? It sounds like an easy question, right? but you know, it's a little more in depth for different people. They have different points of view. You know, you know, it's simple and you know, it's the right answer when whatever decision or whatever thing you're implementing will work in, let's say five locations, not just one. And it'll work without you having to be involved in it. That's, that's one that's sign that it's simple. Yeah. And one sign that it's the right decision for you. Even if you're only going to ever have one location, eventually you want to step out of that and put people in that so you're not there doing everything all the time. And if a decision involves you too much, then it ties you to the business and it's going to be hard to pull you out. So, and then of course, you know, just keeping things simple, simple, simplicity is king. The things that are the simplest work the best usually. When you complicate things, they're also too hard to duplicate. Right. right. So you, you you were keeping things simple for so many different reasons. But to me, that's the sign of is it simple? Can it be done without me doing it? Can it be done in multiple locations with a lot of different types of people executing that that type of decision, that action, that business system, that intro, that class plan and so forth? Gotcha. Yeah, because sometimes you want to think that you have to be so invested in everything and you think mm-hmm. you're keeping it simple. But well, you give it to somebody else. They're like, oh, dude, I'm not you. Yeah, well, I was just talking to a, a school owner the other day and realized that this guy is the king of micromanaging. You know, uh, he, he, he's always wanting to look into something and then he keeps looking into it and he keeps digging and he keeps digging so much to the point that it's probably he could have had three locations open by now. But he just beats up every little thing and micromanages the details so much that some of that is good because it shows your, your your passion and your professionalism, 
but you can go overboard that it that it engulfs everything you do. Yeah, it takes over. Yeah. You know, and it takes over exactly. It I know takes I'm over. Guilty of that. Yeah. 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 You are. That's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, traditional martial artists and and uh, all of us when we came up, everything was in those small details and the you know forms and fighting. The better you got at those little bitty things, and but with business, sometimes you know you got to get to the point where it works. And it's good enough, and, and you got to leave free. it alone and set it free yeah. so it can work for you. It's like uh, you know, I always say, let's imagine that you're you you own a, a shoe company, right? So if you're constantly in the process of creation, so if me and Steve open up a shoe company, we're passionate about basketball sneakers, but we spend all of our time designing it, looking at the colors, redesigning, you know, what kind of this, what kind of that, testing it out. No, that's not good. Man, we never will get a product on the market. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we do get a product on the market, it's if we keep trying to perfect it, it's out there. And then we keep on mm -hmm. get the product on the market and sell it. So that's why you got to set your business up and let it work for you. I'm not saying that over a period of time there's going to be better way of doing things or we're going to make some, some modifications. Tweaks, yeah. But you know those guys that are constantly just tweaking and digging and, and it, it just holds them back a lot. You know, hence yeah. the reason my old business was quantum. Martial arts, the definition of that is Quantum. the smallest possible piece. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now I'm premier. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, next question. I got one. Okay. Okay, so now we've got that great manager. We've got that great program director. How do we keep them? Good question. And I'll tell you how you keep someone is first, you train them extremely well so they can be successful. A lot of times an owner finds a staff member, never gives them, not on purpose of course, but they just never get trained to the point that they can really bring something to the business. Mm -hmm. Then the owner gets frustrated and then the staff member gets frustrated and they end up quitting. So the owner never set them up for success to begin with, with true knowledge, okay? okay. The second thing that uh, uh, the owner situation is the owner doesn't hold the staff member accountable with trackable uh, goals mm -hmm. and statistics with, or, or, or goals so and objectives. Mm -hmm. So you've got to train the staff well, which we just said, and then you've got to hold them accountable, which means you've got to pay attention to what they're doing in their results and offer feedback and retraining when they need it. Because even if they're perfectly trained, without your supervision and your feedback, they're going to stray. They're going to try to start shortcutting. Even if they don't mean to, it's human nature to do the easiest thing at the, at the time. Right. They're going to stray away. So you've got to be ready to catch them and pull them right back in. right? And then the third thing that owners make a mistake that they lose a lot of staff members are, is they're simply not paying them enough. They, they're not making enough money to live comfortably. Look. Being a martial arts instructor, working for a martial arts school, being a manager, that's all great and romantic for a lot of people. But after a month, it's a job, man. It's a job just like everything else, right? Two weeks in, you're done, yeah. And, and you, have sure. to, you have to, you know, there's a the, the thing called the, the happiness quotient, right? A happiness quotient dictates that for a period of time, happiness and money go up together. The more money you make, the happier you are. But at about fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, when someone can meet their basic needs, which means they can have a decent place to live, they can have a decent automobile, they can eat out once a week or a couple times a week, and not worry about what they what's on the menu. Mm -hmm. 
right? At that point, then the happiness to money equation doesn't isn't parallel. So the things that make you happy at that point have nothing to do with money, right? So there is a you can more money at that point isn't going to make you any happier. So owners have to get their staff to that at least that point where they're happy and satisfied and they have a good decent quality of life because there's too many other jobs out there that you can make as much money if you're not paying them well i just saw a thing on the news what is well it's not a good example i think walmart went up to 11 dollars all over the country right that's not that's not great money but um an hour right um we have to get our staff to that point where they're at least comfortable, they feel work, they feel good about what they're doing and how much money they're making, they feel appreciated. They don't have to worry about their bills constantly, where the next dime is coming, right? right? And then provide them the ability to take it to another level as long as they're crushing it and doing their job and really bringing money in, right? So make sure they're trained well, hold them accountable, keep them on track with retraining and accountability, Make sure you, they have the ability to make enough money that it becomes a career, or you're always going to lose them. You might meet a 22-year-old guy that lives with mom and dad or in the basement apartment, and you know he doesn't need that much, and he's willing to work for you because it's just cool. But man, by the time that dude's 24, he's got a girlfriend, and he wants to spend ticking. more time with her. Uh, they're talking about getting married. Uh, he notices that his car is a piece of crap, and the guy that hangs out with the other guys that hang out with his girlfriends got some nice. His wants and needs have changed. Right. And if you don't pay attention to that, you're going to lose them. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Cool. Kind of falls on managing the manager. Yeah, absolutely. You know, managing the manager, uh, and that's just what we, you know, what we're here for. You know, there's a saying that everybody quits eventually, and that pro- could be probably true. Meaning. Not every student, martial arts students aren't going to stay forever. Staff members aren't going to stay forever, you know. But if you do those things with your staff, you're going to keep them longer. And the real growth is putting that together where you guys can have five, six, eight locations each, right? And provide that opportunity for all of these guys. And you're making some money and decent money from each location. It's economy of scale. You know, uh, as Premier Martial Arts has moved into franchising, we've learned a lot about some things like the average franchise money to the owner is only five to $8,000 a month. A, a Taco Bell, a guy that owns a Taco Bell, his average pay in his pocket is eight grand a month. You would think, well, that's nothing for a guy that owns a Taco Bell. Average Taco Bell is $1.2 million to open. But only make eight grand a month? That doesn't seem right. Yeah, they own several of them. But the guy never owns one Taco Bell. He yeah. owns a hundred Taco Bells. You're not going to get point right? one, pat, point one of a million back on your investment. Yeah. I mean, it's 10 years before so it comes back. So same for you guys. Instead of yeah. you guys trying to make 20 grand a month out of one location, you need to make five to eight grand out of five to 10 locations. Mm-hmm. And, and let that manager your main have a manager good, will good be able money. to make five to eight grand for him a month. Gotcha. You know, that's the that's yeah. the concept. That's where that's where we're moving to in, in Premier Martial Arts Land, of course. And then, is there a a saleability once we get uh, this unit up and the next one up? What are the chances of you know having a, an entity to sell 
to maybe that manager? I mean, is that well, realistic? Better, you know, think about this, everybody. Um, people, I just had a lady call me about selling a, martial, a Taekwondo school. And I'll get this once a month. Somebody calls wanting to sell a martial arts school. And they either want to know who they're going to sell it to or help me find somebody or how they're going to sell it or what their business is worth. A martial arts type school is worth 1 to 1.5 times its annual gross revenue. And there's a few factors that make it between one and one and a half times. And that's all easy to figure. But who are you going to sell it to? That's the hard part. That's the hard part. You know? No. But who better to sell it to than the manager that's been yeah, running that's it for 10 thinking, years. That, that knows it. Who you've taught mm-hmm. to keep his credit clean, save a little money, and then you take him to the bank with good credit. He's probably saved 20% down. You show the P&Ls to the bank. They've already seen your records. This guy's been managing it for 10 years. And boom, you go ahead and sell it for your $350,000, $500,000. The loan, monthly loan payment that he'll pay the bank back, he'll still have more money that he's getting right. at the, than, than he did as an employer. Yes. And you got as and an employee, an and you got all your money as right an exit away. strategy. Yeah. School owners that owner finance very rarely ever see their money, right? Nope. The guy, oh, I'll, okay, pay me this much a month, and you can take it over. And then he, he's not the owner. He doesn't have the skill set. He runs it into the ground. And if you do get it back at all, you get a shell of what you had, and you never saw any of your money. That story, a lot of people listening to me right now are going to laugh because that ha- happened to them where they know somebody that exact same right, thing has right, happened right, to. Right, right, right. You know. Any other questions? No. All right, guys. Man, that was awesome. Thank you guys so much. Everybody, wave bye. See you guys next time.